Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Instagram and Facebook for all the latest offers. Delighted to be joined here this evening by Shawnee O'Leary here in the beautiful Bentley East. Thank you, Liam. Welcome to my humble abode in Bentley. Yeah, lovely cup of tea Shawnee has on for me here. Shawnee did text me on the way down and said, Liam, I've no biscuits. And I wrote back, all good. Shawnee then thought I was bringing the biscuits, but I'm off the biscuits. I was gutted. Like, if anybody knows Liam Lennon, he is the biggest sweet tooth in, in Melbourne. And... He waltzed in here tonight, gear and all, and I was rummaging around in the bags. Could not find biscuits. Very disappointed. The season's over, Liam. We're out of the championship. No. And you've, you're not back on the sweets yet. I've got a wedding in France in four weeks. Oh, I'm shredding Liam, for the wedding. Liam's shredding for the wedding. Yeah, yeah. shredding. <laughs> this is the second wedding, Liam, isn't it? Second wedding, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. First time doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no giggles tonight. Giggles had to take a week off after another drubbing for Waterford. He said he couldn't face me or you or the listeners. So it's pretty obvious why he's not here tonight. Yeah, he made up some excuse about his cousin going back and he had to go for dinner or something yeah. like that. But we know that there's no such cousin, so he'll be missed. Though he'll be missed. Always, always a good addition. Um, no giggles corner tonight, but look, that's okay. Giggles, that's, that's probably the biggest miss. Actually, I love giggles corner. Look, giggles corner is a massive hit with the listeners. Like controversial at times as it is with myself. <laughs> well you're very biased too Liam and it's well, always Yeah. But with the listeners as well do love the Giggles Corner and, and on that we do have a lot of a few tweets in from last week. Um first tweet in from at Derek O'Donnell. Um fun Giggles Corner this week. Two for the list maybe Dublin beating Galway by twelve points in the two thousand thirteen Leicester final, their first in a long, long time and Westmead beating Kikenny in the under twenty one hurling in two thousand sixteen. 121, but a major shock nonetheless. So that was Giggles' mm. top five right. shocks in the GA last that he did last week. So I actually did a review on last week's podcast as well, just when I was on the train on the way to work. Oh yeah, you weren't on last week, yeah, you, yeah. So you were I, working. I had a listen, and um, I just wrote down three positives and three negatives from uh, the podcast last week. I might go through that feedback from the actual listeners first, rather than you first. So, okay, I've just got a couple no more bother. tweets. We'll go to you in a second, Shani. Thanks, though. Also got a tweet in from Tommy O'Neill, at Tommy J O'Neill. Good job, lads. Stuck in work here on my own, so glad of the company. Wexford beating Tipperary in 2007 was looked on as quite a shock, even though Tip under Babs were a bit of a mess. They had knocked out Cork in the previous round, though. Also mm. got a tweet in from Tom Murphy, who was our guest on last week, previewing that upcoming trip for Western Australia, who are going back to Fail and Gale back in Ireland, which is amazing. Um, and he said, thanks to Academia for having GA and WA who are sending team over for the Fela. No problem, Tom. Delighted to have you on, and we're keeping a keen eye on how things are going to go back there for you. Shawnee, back to your feedback on your own podcast. Go for it. Yeah, just the feedback. New jingles, brilliant. Absolutely love the Willie O'Connor one. Hilarious. Um, the generous feedback for myself, absolute, the top top note of the of the podcast. Oh, that was from Richie. That's right. Yeah, um, Rich, and he's a Kenny man. Very good. Thanks, Richie. I appreciate the love. See, the Kenny aren't biased. I know, fair plenty. Oh, just you. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the highlight of it was actually hearing that you went to a concert wearing a Kilkenny jersey. Yeah. Not surprised at all, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. Like I said. One of the negatives is the predictions were pretty bad last week. Were they? You get them all wrong. I, t- I did definitely didn't tip. <laughs> I didn't tip uh, Waterford to win. No, no, no. You, you got. Oh, sorry, you did. Sorry, you did. <laughs> It was the Clare. You were both went for Clare. I went for Clare, yeah. You were full sure that Clare. Oh, look, to be honest, though, I actually thought you had something on that. I thought Clare were going to put up something. Hold your powder for that now, Sean. Mm. We'll be getting to that in a minute. 
But yeah, look, no giggles tonight. Myself and Shawnee, um, we're making the commitment week to week while the round robin is on. Um, we're holding to it so far, so yeah. it's, we're, we're, we're doing our best to stay on top of it all. So, okay, coming up first, we will have a look at what's coming up in Leinster this weekend. It's always, you know, great to, you know, to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and, but, you know, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and there's, there's nothing like coming back there, like. The one the fancy oh, open top bus line, I think we had Duggins, Richard Duggins lorry, and really, yeah. up, you know, up on the back of the lorry and off down, it's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. Are you sure that wasn't killing us, Gully? No, that is Willie Nader Connor. Like, it, it, unbelievable. Like, I know I said it last week, I'll say it again. I didn't make that jingle. That's off Laker Gale. You can watch it on YouTube. It is the best Laker Gale. We're repeating myself here now, but they are two unbelievable characters. Um, yeah, that's for comedy in yeah, it'd be probably the best. Yeah, totally, Laker totally. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. it's for the comedy alone. Yeah. It's unbelievable. But two brilliant hurlers as well. Let it not be said. Okay, Leinster this weekend, Shawnee. We've got two games. One big game. One probably smaller game. Uh, first game up, we'll have a quick look at Wexford Carlow in Wexford. Um, look, Wexford. Two games in, two points, two draws. Davy Fitz probably very happy that he's unbeaten coming in. You fancied him to get up here against Carlo, but do you think that Carlo could come in on the radar a little bit here? Well, I, I, I don't, I don't think to look. I don't, to be honest, I don't think they're gonna get a result out of it. But I think this is probably been their closest run yet. I think they'll fancy themselves to go a bit closer to Wexford. I think they've they had a bit of a chance last week against Dublin. They probably would have targeted that match. You know, to get some sort of a you know a moral victory anyhow over anything else, um, they didn't produce in that. So I think I think actually going to Wexford Park. This is obviously the last throw of the dice. So I think they'll they'll put it up to Wexford. I think I still think Wexford are going to win. Like Giggle said it last week. You know, they got a point from two away games. They're going pretty well. They're they're going pretty well. So they obviously have to win this game. So I'd see a Wexford win from this anyhow, Liam. Yeah, look, in Wexford, you have to fancy him getting up. Carlo, in fairness, they've rallied well in, in in the second half of all their games they've played so far, even though they've been down. Like, you know, they talk about coming back strong against Kilkenny, even though Kilkenny were never going to lose that game. They ran Galway to six points. You'd love to see them get a win. Um, and Dublin as well, they actually still played okay against Dublin last weekend. You know what I mean? I know Dublin got down to 14 men and Dublin were still comfortable, but... Carlo hurled all right, and I, I'm going to say this, I'm going to call this out to giggles, Carlo are by no means the worst team in the Leinster Munster Championship at the moment. Waterford are. Waterford would be the worst team, like, yeah. They're yeah. more competitive than Waterford at the moment. I'm but, not, but in fairness, 1-9, to nine, Waterford probably the best team in Ireland. That's what Giggles said. That's what He's great now, we can get it all out here tonight. 1-9, <laughs> to nine, best in the country, Giggles said a couple of weeks ago. I might do a little soundbite on that, actually, maybe for next week. Put one of those jingles in. Put one of those jingles in. Like That was an outrageous call from Giggles, and it couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, 1 to 15 couldn't be worse than Ireland at the moment is what I would say I put a poll up on Instagram Shawnee um, and Twitter last weekend was this the worst water oh, sorry, we're on Leinster now but was this the worst water team in the last 20 years overwhelming overwhelming support yes that this was the worst water team in over 20 years mm. but we'll get to them we'll anyway. get to them in due course but yeah, Car- no Carlo we're, we're decent against Dublin but I think they would have probably <coughs> singled out that game at the start of the year of you know a result 
Yeah, I reckon. I reckon especially in Carlo. Um, and I actually thought it was the one that they could come closest to and ended up a bit of a blowout. So, kind of good for Dublin as well, though. Like, they needed to get points on the board. Obviously, they got the draw against Wexford. And I know, I'm going to call this as well, and we'll talk about it as we go through, but the hurling really hasn't been great this year. I think we have to be honest about to it To be here fair, now. yeah. I know Pat Spillane said it on the Sunday game that, you know, the football was a bit better than the hurling. And you know what? He's actually not that far off. I think I think what's happened is the blowouts we've had because Tip have hit song they've they've made bits of everyone they've played the only probably semi decent game we've had I suppose Cork or Limerick and or sorry Clare and Waterford the first round was a close game I don't think it was anyway a good game mm. and then probably the Limerick and Cork game was a good game yeah other than that they've all been like very comfortable wins for the other team and particularly Munster has been particularly poor yeah compared to last year you know last year it was just an unbelievable vintage season. Every game was only a couple of points in it with multiple draws. The quality has really dropped and I see a lot of angst on Twitter um, amongst the football people saying all the coverage that the hurling is getting when the, when the football is actually be, is probably could be a bit, bit, bit ahead of it at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, I think as these last couple of games come in now, it's going to do or die for a few teams. So it'll be interesting to see. So All the blowouts have been in Munster though. You know, the Leinster hasn't been... Carlo probably have been at the far end of the... Any game they've been in has been... Yeah, but you, you can expect that though, yeah. to be fair. Well, blowouts for Wa- Carlo and Watford. Yeah, really. but like the... Bl- but yeah, well, I suppose Cork... Well, they weren't really... Yeah, to clear over the weekend. we get to yeah. that in a bit. But yeah, we're going to go for a Wexford win there, Shani. By how much? Um, I'd say Wexford about... Points. Yeah, Wexford for six for me. Um, that is on Saturday night in Dr. Cullen Park. Big, massive game on Sunday then is Kilkenny and Galway in Nolan Park. Throw in two o'clock Irish time, 11 o'clock Australian time. I've said to Shawnee and Giggles to come over and watch in my house. They've both said no. Well, Shawnee hasn't come back I yet. I didn't say that. I probably will go over. We come over? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're off on Monday here, Bank Holiday for the Queen's birthday. It's one Bank Holiday. We, we, uh, we greatly appreciate him. Yeah. Thanks to the Queen. Fair Massive game. Kilkenny, I think, are going to come in as favourites to this one now. Which it's just like favourites. At the think. start of the Leinster Championship, I was very worried about Kilkenny. They have two wins from two coming into place. Galway in Nola Park. Kilkenny haven't beaten them in, in a number of games. I, I fancy this one for Kilkenny. A few more injuries um, looking better for Kilkenny. We've got Killian Buckley is, is back in training. I'm not sure if he's going to be selected to play on, on, on Sunday. I'd be surprised. Um, but I think he probably could, he might be named in 26, potentially. Um, we'll see how that goes. And also, positive news around Owen Murphy. I think his progress is is after speeding up a bit. And James Marr is on the, on the road to recovery as well. He's played some game time with his club. So, all of a sudden, Kilkenny, Shawnee have turned a bit of a corner. Two wins from two. If they were to win this game on Sunday... Guaranteed Leinster final into a quarter final. Probably, I think, are probably in the top four teams in the country at the moment if they were to win that game. I'd say so. And, and Kilkenny would be, I'd say, very happy with the progress they've made so far. They were ravaged with injuries at the start of the year. I remember going, but we were predicting back in the first game. Um, was it Kilkenny Dublin? Kilkenny Dublin. Yeah, yeah. With the, like the chances for Dublin were very, very high. And with, like, I I predicted a, a Dublin win down in Nolan Park. That's how bad. And like, how good Kilkenny are in Nolan Park. I was going to go for a Dublin win there, but they seem to have turned it around. They got the results that they need. Um, Galway, on the other hand, have, haven't been producing, I guess, the display as we expect of them. I think I said it earlier on in the, in the, in the podcast that um, the loss of Joe Canning is, is immense. Oh, and I mean, huge. they're going to they're gonna start recognising this now in the next couple of games. 
where these really tight games where they need to win, they're going to go down to Nolan Park where they don't have a good record. Um, it's going to be tight affair. It's a it's a must win game probably for both teams, you know, to go through. Um, and I think I think just the spirit that Kilkenny bring to all their games, you know, to their performances. I'm definitely going with the bookies in this one and yeah, I'm definitely be going for a Kikini win I just think Canning's loss is just insurmountable at the moment Yeah I think we're saying that Galway have kind of looked a bit rudderless up in attack um, Interesting enough though he was doing work on the field before the Galway extra game he was being put through his paces and reading Martin Bretney in the Irish Independent today they're saying that Joe Canning is in line for a return against Dublin in Parnell Park on Saturday week and he hasn't played obviously since that serious groin injury that that he suffered. What's it? Is it groin or hamstring? Um, against um, Waterford back in the groin injury back in uh, back in March. So it would be a huge boost for them to have him back next Saturday. I think Kenny is going to be going to be too soon for him. But you do think Galway have misfired so far? You know, yeah. Stumbled over Carroll only about by six points. Drew with. Wexford in a horrible game which they should have lost which they should have lost mm-hmm. talked about the wind and all those conditions on last week's episode but Kilkenny probably couldn't be getting Galway at a better time Kilkenny are probably on the up a little bit yeah. and Galway are, are, are dipping a little bit yeah I think I think you're right yeah I mean Kilkenny Kilkenny are just getting stronger and stronger as they're going along um, they probably are in the top top five I'd say in the country at the moment um, and I, as I said again they're just they're just Kilkenny or Galway just are, don't seem to be firing and I don't know where where the win is going to come from, who's going to, you know, who's going to stand up and, and get pull the win out for them? Because as you know, like, if you look back in Galway, you know, in the last couple of years when they were going well, you know, they were getting over those hard, tough games. But how many times, how many times you've ever seen a Galway team, you know, a struggling Galway team, pull out of the bag and you know, come from behind? It was probably the season. It was probably the year Galway have won won the All Ireland two years ago was that first year and when they're expected to win. Yeah, no, but I mean they had that steal the whole way through. Yeah, right, the whole way through from start to finish. You're like Galway mean business this year, yeah. and they never they never falter. They don't look like that. No, they don't look like that at all. No. Last year they got to an Ireland final were within a point of a bloody going back to back. Didn't yeah. do it. All of a sudden they look they look like the Galway of old in terms of a bit vulnerable. They're not all tuned in. They're not kind of fully up for it. Now obviously look, Michael Donahue is a is a brilliant motivator and he's obviously got the best out of that Galway squad. They'll be up they'll be up for Sunday. By no means are yeah. Kenny gonna walk in the park in Nolan Park. But having said that, I think Kenny home advantage, few more injuries coming back, um and also Kenny to go Three wins from three and to have six from six. That's the prediction I'm going for. Kilkenny by four points from me. Yeah, I'd say Kilkenny by, yeah, three or four points. I just think, and even looking back at it as well, you know, how many games, how many times this year have, like, a teams, you know, flattered to deceive and then just pull out one big result? Say, on the other side of the coin, if Galway do win this game, you know, at the weekend, it's a completely different conversation next week. And funny you say that as well, Shani, what's actually key in Leinster... And obviously in, in, in Munster too, but more so in Leinster is, is scoring difference. Yeah. Um, especially with Galway and Wexford have uh, drawn, Dublin have drawn as well. There's a good chance that by the end of the last round, there could be multiple teams, there could be three teams on the same points and it'll come to scoring difference. Kilkenny have a very high scoring difference at the moment because they've ended up beating Dublin well and they bet Carlo well, they're, they're well out in front. But Wexford, Dublin and Galway will all have a very, very similar scoring difference. Dublin actually are probably slightly ahead at the moment, or probably actually same as Galway. So, oh yeah, so if Galway lose at the weekend, they're the same points as Dublin and Wexford. 
Correct, yeah. They'll be all on three points. They'll be all on three points. And that would go into then the last round. Obviously, Wexford are playing Carlo, you expect them to win. So it could be the last spot could be down between um, Dublin and Galway for third. Depending on how results go this weekend, mm. a lot of permutations. It could <laughs> Galway could win on Sunday, and Carlo could be Wexford. Who knows? But looks it, interesting. It, it does look very interesting. Leinster is probably the more interesting one at the moment in terms of the teams. There's not a whole lot between them all. There hasn't been as like we said. There hasn't been as many blowouts, but should be a great game in Nolan Park. Great time for us here in Australia. 11, 11 o'clock. And we have Monday off. Look, really looking forward to. So, Shani, we might get a couple of biscuits. And might I'll break bring, the rule. I'll bring the biscuits. Yeah, I'll break, I'll break the, the shredding for, for Sunday night. All right, coming up, we're going to have a look at Munster and poor old Watford. No, there was there was no tangle, right? It was an off the ball incident, right? And I made my feeling like we played him now twice. He didn't stay down for no reason, like, and that cost us a score, right? Now I've seen other people come onto the field and make points and be just as animated. Yet there's one fella I, I get sent all the time, and I, I don't think it's personally fair myself. And if you look at the whole thing, I can promise you you'll see more people giving out. But that official wanted to make a name for himself and fair play to him. He probably did. Poor old Davy. Poor old Davy. Always him. You know, other people wouldn't get sent, but he always gets sent. But look, coming up this weekend, we've got a couple of intriguing games in Munster. We've got Cork and Waterford, and we've got Limerick and Clare. Cork and Waterford on Saturday night in Cork. Not a hotel room to be got in Cork on Saturday night, Sean. My mother and father are going down for the game. Cannot get a room. What? Yeah, they're go- driving back to Kilkenny Saturday night. Is there a concert on now? I don't or know what? what's on. Yeah, they can't get a room. I can't imagine it's going to be a Cork Waterford sellout, anyway. Yeah, but it's actually there, w- there was a concert there last week. Rod Stewart was playing. Oh, Rod last was week. there. Was I he? In, the, was he in Parky Queen? Yeah. Was he? Off the pitches. Pitches being shite. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the test. They got the pitch right, and then they let Rod Stewart in for the next few pounds. I suppose they have to pay back the ninety million somehow. That's true. Um, look, let's start with Waterford. We touched on it in the intro. That's the reason why Giggles isn't here tonight. Abysmal. Um, I, I again eleven o'clock thrown in in Australia last Sunday night was Waterford and Limerick. I was said I'm staying up even though I had work on Monday. I was like, Do you know what? I'm staying up. Stayed up. Went to bed after fifty minutes. Fifteen. Fifty. Oh, 50. I watched the first half. I was like, I'll give him a few minutes. Second half, scandalous. It okay. was like a challenge match for Limerick. Yeah. Like embarrassed. If I was from Waterford, I would be embarrassed just because of the lack of effort. Like lads walking around the field. Limerick tying with them, hand passing, moving through the lines like it was like, like no, unhindered. Yeah, it's unacceptable. Isn't it's it? unacceptable, and what it reminded me of is you know when you watch United under the last few days in Mourinho, yeah. and the players just checked out. They know he's gone. Yeah, you know we're yeah. not going to play for him. Like it looked to play for. It looked like Watford, like Park Fanning is going to be gone. Bring back Derek McGrath, and we'll be all we'll be all okay again. Yeah. And do you know what? Like he's even his post match interview just did not fill me with confidence at all. He was there were two questions put to him at the end of the after the game. Um, first question was you know about the sending off, and he denied it. Like he actually said, "I can't believe that was a sending off." It's like every man in his dog in Walsh Park could see he was a sending off. You mm. know, and and like did the player himself, but like didn't even remonstrate or anything like that. He knew straight away when he'd done it. 
alternatives is sending off. And then the second question was like, you know, where do you, where do you go from here and all this? And he was like, he just kind of rebutted the question and was like, I can't talk about that, no. And we'll just move on, you know. He just, he just does not, he didn't fill me with confidence at all. And, and I think this, this is where I think any of the issue comes down to is I don't think, I don't think he has the dressing room I don't think he has the ear of the of the of the players no. on there. They don't look like they're playing for him, no. and they look like they're a lost cause out in the pitch. Like there are some fantastic hurlers out there, fantastic hurlers, and like they're just pushing putting out performances that are, I'd say probably around fifty percent if sixty percent at all. Yeah, and like we we spoken about that um, around like if you're not at one hundred percent, never mind ninety five percent. But Watford are so far behind everyone yeah. else. And it's it's intensity, it's a work rate, and none of it's there. And absence of a game plan. So obviously under Derek McGrath, they had this very um, specific game plan. Everyone knew their role. It's like they're kind of playing a version of that, but they're not fully bought into it. Yeah. And on on Sunday night, it was ridiculous to watch. Waterford had the breeze in the first half, a ridiculous strong breeze. And Waterford lumping ball, Stephen O'Keefe from his puck out, hit three or four balls wide. Yeah. Wide from his puck out. Yeah. Going long into a full forward line with two wa- two offer players and four Limerick players, and every ball came out. It's complete nothing lack, stuck. Complete lack of awareness, like oh. you know, a complete lack of um, confidence in what you're doing. Just just going through the motions, you know. But yeah, I going from play to play, and and you know, not thinking about what they're doing. And Brendan Cummins called out Stephen O'Keefe on the commentary. Yeah. He was like, Stephen O'Keefe is an all star goalkeeper from a couple of years ago. Yeah. And you could like and every man and his dog could see that that wasn't working. Yeah. But he just kept lumping the ball. It's 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 up between the two years. That's where that's where it's going wrong. And I mean like it's 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 plain to see from everyone. Like there's their household names, those Waterford players and they're putting out those performances and it's it's no surprise where they are at the moment. And I mean like you talk about Galway being, you know, without Joe Kenning, like it seems like Waterford have no one there. There's no one on the line. There's no one on the field pushing it on, you know, which is disappointing because the non-negotiables on any team is like effort and attitude. And they don't have any of that, which is kind of surprising from a player's point of view, you know, when you have that quality of player out there like the Kevin Morans and I know Brick Walsh only came on and, you know, you go on about Austin Gleeson and all the talk is around Austin Gleeson and how bad he's going, but it's not just down to him either. Like, no. there's Noel Connors there as well. There's like um, Dara Fives. Um, what's his name? The... Tyg de Borca. like he was, he's been a household name for the last couple of years in the half back line for Waterford, and there's nothing coming out of him either. Jamie Barron is completely out of out of games. Four fifty four they've conceded in the last two games. Yeah. Four fifty four, like bloody hell, like yeah. that's outrageous. You know what I mean? It's the four new 50, guys. Four fifty four could win you three matches. And, and the other side of that, it's the new guys who are actually impressing because they have somebody to impress because they don't mm. have you know. They've got a new manager. They're trying to get onto the team, so they're the only ones they're impressing. They're the ones pushing it on. They're the ones putting in the effort. And I don't know. It's it's look. I think it was not looking yeah. good for them. Yeah, I think the heads dropped too early for them. Yeah. You know, they, they they dropped too early, and it was really sad to see Waterford at home. Um, Ken McGrath as well, particularly at half time on the Sunday game, how deflated he distraught. was, distraught, looking at that performance, hoping that they were going to see a spark, hoping they were going to see that pride in the jersey, which Waterford have always been known for, you know, that never say die, yeah. you know, hurling off the cuff. And when they're not hurling off the cuff, and that if they're playing to a system that's not working, and they're not work, and they're not even working hard, yeah. very, very hard to watch. I was talking to my mother and father at home, my mother said that my father went down and started cut the grass after 25 minutes. 
we didn't watch it either. Like that's how bad it was. But you know, like and I feel like Munster this year, because of those blowouts, because of the weakness of Waterford, um, has weakened the Munster Championship where we've had they've lost by double scores the week before and then got an absolute trimming here again against Limerick. And you've seen you've seen the games in, in Munster like where a team will get a bit of a you know, a bit of a shake up or a, a beating and they'll turn around the next day and, you know, put in a performance. But it doesn't seem to be coming from Watford. Um I know I hope it doesn't happen this weekend because they're playing Cork. But I, I actually can't. I, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I said to Giggles, I said, I've, I've a lot of um, fear about Watford going down to Cork playing Cork because Watford always put it up to Cork. And they probably will this time, but I don't know if they have the dressing room, if they have the line, if they have the actual drive to go and do that. And I, I still think Cork are going to come out with a win in this game. I'd be, I'd be really looking to the Cork performance this this weekend, really keeping an eye on, on like, are they going to keep up this consistently? Because that's where Cork have failed um, in recent times. And I think, look, if Cork are going to be there challenging for honours um, come the end of the year, which is what we want to see, I guess, as Cork supporters at the moment, because... You know, that's where we want to get to at the top table again. You know, you have to see that consistency. You have to see that rootlessness as well when they're going playing teams who are down. Can they actually climb over the top of them and blow them out of the way? Which is what Cork should be doing this weekend. And I just have a bit of a fear about that. And I just kind of hoping it probably will happen. They'll they'll get a win, but I don't know if they'll actually put in the performance that they should be putting in. I can't see anything but else but a Cork win. I know Giggles always touts on about the the, rec- the record against Waterford. The Cork have a poor one, but I can't see anything but a Cork win on, on Saturday night in Cork. Interesting enough with the score difference, Sean, you touched on it there. Cork have a, a, a zero zero, zero yeah. score difference, yeah. um, so they will need to put up a bit of a score against Waterford. I reckon because. Um, Looking there, it's actually going to be quite close between them, Limerick, and potentially Clare as well. Obviously, Clare have Limerick at home um, this weekend. Is or sorry, Limerick are going away to Clare. I think it is. Limerick uh, are at home. Limerick are at home. Yeah. yeah. Um, so score difference is going to be massive in Munster as well. Tipperary, we touch on them shortly. Um, out in front by a country mile in terms of like the actual table and also on, on score difference. But I'm going to go for Cork by eight points on Saturday night, Shawnee. Um, I will go for Cork by six points. Cork by six. Okay. Yeah. All right. We've also got Limerick and Clare in the Gaelic grounds. Um, Limerick coming off the back of that victory, obviously over Waterford, looked very, very impressive. Looked like they, um, you know, very disappointed after the Cork defeat and rebounded really, really well. But again, it's hard to judge. I, judge, I suppose we're looking at a very, very poor Waterford team. Um, Clare won last year, beating Limerick. Um, so eight by eight points um, and Lim- I think Sean you've put down here Limerick are out if they lose and Cork win is that if, right? if Cork win yeah if Clare if, if Clare beat Limerick yeah. they're ahead of Limerick yeah but they're not out though they're still not no, around you've got, you've, then you've got Clare Limerick you've got Clare Tip and Cork or sorry Clare Cork and Tip yeah six points four points four points and Limerick yeah. will be on two and then it's down actually no because it's down to Cork and Clare at the end of the, yeah. the last game of the season and Limerick tip Limerick and tip you see so it depends oh yeah you know what I'm saying the way tip are going at the moment yeah like you look look at it from a, a foreign point of view at the moment you say no one's going to be tip at the moment the way they're playing okay so they beat they beat Limerick Cork beat Warford this weekend Limerick lose to Clare there's a, per, there's a permutation there that the could go out, which, look, 
We don't know. We don't. There's still a lot, a lot to play in the Munster Championship. There's still a lot to play. You probably would be looking for Limerick to come out on top this weekend, though, based on Clare coming off the back of well, maybe... I watched that game back as well. I didn't watch it live, but I watched it on, on Monday. Oh, my God, Tipperary made bits of... Yeah. I know Tipperary are the form team in the country and are probably sending out a warning signal to every team. They're, yeah. they're probably yeah. favourites at the moment. Favourites of Ireland. Favourites of Ireland, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon they are. Oh, 100%. Like, like, they're firing. They've put up a massive score. Huge. Um, and that's the thing about Tipperary, and what we haven't seen in the last couple of years, is once those Tipperary forwards click, they're oh. the best forwards in the country. Unbelievable. Like, f- their freedom of movement, and anyone can score. Yeah. And and their half-back line is scoring from play as well. Well, if, if Waterford are the best in the country from 1-9... to nine, in Tipperary from 10 to 15 are definitely the best in the country at the moment just that's easy joke there there's no way Waterford would just pick up a gig as that again um, a religious statement by him but the no look look Tipperary in fairness I thought the acid test was last week against Clare in in, in, um, in, in a windy Ennis yeah and t- absolutely made bits of him as you said and, and that's a tight pitch as well you like to put up that score against him in, in, in Ennis home crown with him and everything but do you think you go back and look at Clare's results okay they just got over the line against Waterford, okay? And we we, we know we, about we, we Waterford. We've about Waterford already. So they've they've gotten over the line against them. Then they came up against um, who did they play after that? This tip was the second because yeah. they were off. Yeah, blown away by them. And the way things are going, you get a hammering, and then you turn around the next weekend and you get a and you get champions. Result. You know, I I I can I can't see it this weekend either, Liam. To be honest, and I think Clare, I think are in trouble at the back, big time. And you flagged that from the start of the year. Yeah, I just, you know, and I said it, yeah, I said about Corks, you know, full back and centre back. I think they're struggling as well at the same time. They had McInerney moving on order place trying to put out fires in the clear defence last week and it just, there was holes, you know, coming up everywhere. I just think their centre back position is a major, major problem at the moment. Their half back line is not firing it at all and they're getting cleaned out. And, you went, and we know Limerick's half hour line last week were back in song. I know the opposition forget about that, but Garrod Hagerty at the moment playing brilliant. I think he's one of the best players in the country to watch. You know, he's work rate up and down the field, but he's actually got the skill skill set to come to mm-hmm. go with it. He's he's getting on the scoreboard. He's going. He's run throughs. You know, he's running with the ball. He's so strong and athletic. Very very hard to stop. And I just don't. I can't see. I can't see Clare getting a result this weekend. Yeah, and I think as well Limerick will want to get a victory in front of their home crowd as well. They were expected to get up over Cork. They didn't. Rebounded well against Waterford. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with a Limerick win as well. Um, the last time they played was in in the Munster Hurling Championship in the Gaelic Rounds in 1996. The famous Kieran Carey point. Oh, back. there you go. You remember, who, who remembers that? I don't, I'm, I know. I've seen the clip. Yeah. One of the greatest points of all time. Yeah. So yeah, uh, unfortunately, I don't think they'll need that. I don't think um, what's his name, Declan Hennel. Declan Hennel, have to solo from the half back. He's capable of doing that as well. He could, he could well <laughs> do it, but I'd say I, I reckon Limerick will have enough at the, at the end of the day. Of this. Okay, so I'd say about. I'd say Limerick will put up a big score against Clare. I, I think, think there are seven or eight points. I'm going to go with the same Limerick yeah. by eight points. So that would leave it then. Tipperary on six points, Limerick four, Cork four, and then last game to come um, where Clare will be playing Cork. Yeah. 
and Tip That's and Limerick. Ennis, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's Ennis, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so still all to play for there in Munster as well, even though the quality hasn't been as good as last year. Uh, hopefully we can see a bit of a pick-up this weekend. Kenny Galway should be a cracker, and also um, hopefully we get a good game out of Clare and Limerick. All right, coming up next, we're, we're going to wrap up and talk about what's coming up for the next couple of weeks. A phenomenal man that has contributed so much to Waffle Hurling over the last 20 years. And if every fella gave what he gave, who knows what we would have won. That's a huge one. All the way in. Oh, once again, Ken McGrath standing strong, indestructible at number six. A retrast in the parker, a dinner flick either on Leroy the stock and alive, because a cast and drawn cool, because a dull. Being Ken McGrath himself. We've been unlucky not to be in all Ireland, but that only that defines any of our generation. We've been involved in some of the best games of all time. We lifted a whole generation of hurling people in Waterford. We have them in all Ireland, but I'll be honest, the team will be remembered. We're watching one of the great artists of our time in hurling. Poor old Ken McGrath, devastated on a, a windswept studio set up in um, Ennis on Sunday. They were getting blown away. It was absolutely ridiculous. They did an outside broadcast, Shawnee. They were holding down all the, the programmes, the paper, and it was constantly blown away. Desperate. RTE skimming. They wouldn't put up a bit of perspex there behind them. Amateur hour. Amateur hour, RTE yet again. Good wouldn't have No, that. I'll tell you one thing. Get AGA now as well. Just the upcoming weeks, we said we'd speak about. Um, we're going to have some international trips. I fly to Ireland on Thursday. Um, Shawnee and Giggles fly in July. Yeah, in the July. I'm going to do a couple of episodes in Ireland and an episode in France. Brilliant. We have some good guests coming up. We'll have some former All Ireland winning captains, All Ireland winning players from the 80s and from the 2000s coming on for some of our Ireland episodes um, and hopefully as well we're going to take in the All-Ireland semi-finals at the end of July myself, Shawnee and Giggles will be in Dublin that weekend um, hopefully we might be able to do maybe potentially an episode up near Crow Park maybe the stands in Crow Park yeah hopefully that'll be, that'll be a, a highlight in the yeah. good age calendar if we don't get into Crow Park we'll be in Crow Park Maybe we might get to do the podcast in it, but we'll do it very close by. Yeah. Maybe in the boot of a car with some Jones sandwiches and a cup of tea. Jones is road. <laughs> that would be a good place to do it. Um, so, look, keep in touch with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Academia. Sean, you have a bit more feedback on last week's episode. Just, yeah, I just I just remembered something there. Actually, you you were actually you said you were going to delay the, the release of the podcast last week so that I wouldn't be able to get into my transfers for fancy hurling. I can tell you, I never even thought about the transfers and the fancy hurling. Yet, I still am after going back over Giggles. He's done a lot of transfers. I got 95 points last week. He got 87 points. I had I had um, the same team I've started from the starter group. I'm second on the ladder. The only p- players that got points from me last week were Owen O'Donnell, Sean Moran, Tony Kelly. Noel McGrath got a massive 20 points from me. And John McGrath gave me 29 points. And Aaron Glan gave me 19 points. So is there, there many people on. doing that? I never no, did. Oh, there's only there's only six of us in the Gary Owen uh, uh, leaderboard at the moment. Niall Mannion's on top from from Mike Cullen in, in Galway. Big uh, of the show. I'm second. Giggles is third. The two uh, the two Polish lads, the Lardners, are fourth <laughs> and fifth. And then we have Darren Murphy from Wexford. It's sixth and sixth. There we go. That's a bit of cracking, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll have a look at your team for this weekend. Um, well, look, we'll be back during the week. Uh, 
public holiday here on Monday, which is great. We might get an early episode out to review the games that just gone by. We might record that on Monday night, Shawnee. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back with you next week. Um, today's episode was brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill Sportswear AU on Instagram and Facebook. And if you look at the Instagram um, story from today, you'll see Liam is sporting the new uh, O'Neill's G'day GA top that uh, O'Neill's um, Australia gave us um, their recently oh, looking well yeah it's uh, amazing gear it's exclusive to retail in Ireland um, and yeah I've seen it's a different a different label isn't it different, the, different logo yeah. than the standard it's kind of the O'Neill's active wear range that's as modelled by Lee Chin um, back in Ireland who Shawnee thought was Dermot Connolly but anyway <laughs> two very um, athletic men I know I know a lot of the mums like to walk around the old uh, the cafes and that and their active wear so you look well tomorrow, tomorrow, yep. tomorrow morning going go for, for my coffee, coffee. yeah 100%. and your and your, and your avocado on toast tomorrow <laughs> smash davo um, also got some more O'Neill's merchandise though more importantly for the listeners so obviously we're coming up to our 50th episode very soon we got some unbelievable um Today, O'Neill's trucker caps. Mm. So we'll give them away as prizes um, coming up for the 50th episode. Um, and also we have some, obviously we've got the competition going for t- tipping Munster and Leinster. We'll have a winner for the G'day GA half zip top as well with more O'Neill's prizes to come. I hope you've gotten giggles out of that competition. Yeah, giggles is not in the competition. Right, he right. can't win it. Even though, you know. He's probably up there near the top now. <laughs> <laughs> he probably, oh, no, he, he's he probably picked, picked Waterford for yeah. every game. <laughs> Waterford probably double the devil. There's the last thing for Waterford for the fun passing. <laughs> All right. Well, look, Shani, thanks for having us here on this Friday evening. No and we'll be back with you next week. Have a good weekend, everyone, and enjoy the games.